Now on to the report. Welcome back to Reborn Report. I'm DJ Pfeiffer. And I'm Don Pfeiffer. And today we're going to be continuing our conversation that we've had for the last few podcasts about grace and faith. God's grace is a topic that we really need to understand. I think there's a lot of misunderstanding of grace. And I think if you get the clear picture of what the Bible talks about of God's grace and what's provided by grace... It'll change your attitude. Not only your attitude, it'll change your life. That's for sure. Uh, DJ, I want to start off by saying that we are in a new studio today. Yes, we are. Our first time in our new studio. And I'd like to thank my lovely wife, Gail, for allowing us to move. Inside the house. Yeah. (laughs) We were in a remodeled garage that was too small. Yep, didn't have enough room. Part of our dog business, the front part of that room, and she allowed us to move into a spare bedroom that was a playroom for our grandchildren. So I don't know how much different it actually looks, but we have a solid wall behind us instead of a curtain. Yeah, we have a lot more room. We're going to have room to add some guests occasionally on our show, and um, we can play around with some of our backlighting and stuff, so... Thank you, Gail, for allowing this. Yes. You know, behind every good man is a better woman. (laughs) DJ, you haven't learned that yet because you're still single. All right. I'd like to start off today by talking about how God's nature is. You know, we're talking about grace, but if we get to know how what God's nature is and the the way he responds to his people, and there's a good passage that talks about what I want to get into and it's in Deuteronomy, DJ. You want to read that? It's Deuteronomy chapter 7, starting with about verse 15. Verse 15 through 18. There you go. And the Lord will protect you from all sickness. He will not let you suffer from the terrible diseases you knew in Egypt, but you will inflict them on all your enemies. You must destroy all the nations the Lord your God hands over to you. Show them no mercy and do not worship their gods or they will trap you. Perhaps you will think to yourselves, How can we ever conquer these nations that are so much more powerful than we are? But don't be afraid of them. Just remember what the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and to all the land of Egypt. These scriptures are talking about how the Israelites, God's chosen people, would have absolute victory. Nobody would stand before them. The Lord would deliver them, all their enemies, into their hands. Right. It was a promise of complete victory. But notice this, what God said in verse 17. He had just promised them this absolute victory. And in verse 17 says, but if you say this, if if you get into your heart and get into unbelief in your heart, then God can't deliver you. Hmm. Think about it. You see, God still operates the same way today with us. He doesn't change. The last book in the Old Testament says, I, the Lord, do not change. New Testament scripture, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. We also know that God doesn't lie. Yeah. And he's no respecter of persons. What he does for one, he'll do for all. So if we see it in the scripture with the Israelites, it's for us today. That's right. Well, why? Because the word of God is alive and active. Wow, it's amazing, really. 
But see, the point is, because God still operates the same way today, my point is this. He can't bring deliverance to your life like he promised to these Israelites if we are yielding to fear, unbelief, doubt. That stops the power of God from operating. And God said so himself. This is very important for us to understand this truth, this biblical truth. God's will does not just automatically come to pass. We have to understand it, choose to believe in it, and agree with it. We have an active part to play in it. Exactly. DJ, I want you to read what Paul said in, in 1 Corinthians in the New Testament. We just read Old Testament scripture about how God uh, moved with the people. Let's talk about how God or Paul responded uh, to God in 1 Corinthians uh, 15, around verse 9. Yep. 15, 9, and 10, I think. Okay. For I am the least of all apostles. Oh, it is just 9. For I am the least of all apostles. In fact, I am not even worthy to be called an apostle after the way I persecuted God's church. Wow. Now look what Paul is just saying. That's a pretty strong statement by a man who was later responsible for writing half the New Testament. That's right. Paul was a powerful man of God, yet he knew that it wasn't because of who he was as a natural man. It was because of the grace and mercy that God had put in him that he was cooperating with that was at work in his life. DJ, read what he said in verse 10. I knew verse 10 came into play yeah. at some point. Yeah. But whatever I am now, it is all because God poured out his special favor on me and not without results. For I've worked harder than any of the other apostles, wow. yet it was not I, but God who is working through me by his grace. There you go. That's plain. Paul gave the credit to God and says it's the grace, the unmerited favor and ability of God that is in me that has made me who I am and capable of what I can do. Read what Paul went on to say in Galatians uh, 2.16. He said, Yet we know that a person is made right with God by faith in Jesus Christ, not by obeying the law. There you go. And we have believed in Christ Jesus so that we might be made right with God because of our faith in Christ, not because we have obeyed the law. For no one will ever be made right with God by obeying the law. Boy, there's a perfect definition of grace. What Paul is saying that if you're trying to be justified by your own good deeds, your own works, your own merit, then Christ doesn't really profit you anything. Your faith is in vain. Why? Because you've just voided the grace of God. You've made it productive to your ability, right? your understanding, or your cooperation, or your, what you can do. No. Grace is what God does for us independent of us. It has nothing to do with our performance. How amazing yeah. is that? I know that's a radical statement, but God's grace has nothing to do with our performance. By grace, God has already provided the forgiveness of sins. He's already healed us, deliverance, joy, and peace. <laughs> Everything that God is and has has already been accomplished by grace. Oh, wow, that's amazing. But grace alone does not transform us unless there is our response of belief, and that is our faith in action. 
Uh, yeah, exactly. Like Paul did. You're right. And that's what Paul's saying in 1 Corinthians 10, 15. 15, 10. Or 15, 10. Yeah, thank you for correcting me. Uh, this scripture is a great example of God's grace and man's faith working together, isn't it, TJ? Yes, it is. You see, God, by grace, extended a call to Paul. Remember the story? He was on his way to murder the Christians in Damascus. Yet God appeared to Paul in a blinding light on that road, and really what he did is give him an opportunity to respond. God was providing Paul grace. And Paul certainly didn't deserve it, right? No, he was a murderer of Christians. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the Lord spoke to him, I think it's in Acts 9, chapter 5. You want to read that, TJ? Yep, Acts 9, 5 and 6. Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. The voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. Now Paul was given a choice. Suppose Paul hadn't responded the way he did. You know, Paul said, I labored more abundantly than all of them. Mm. If he didn't respond to God's call in that way, we probably would have never read the report about how Saul became converted. And we might have saw how he became a Christian, but he never would have become the great apostle Paul, right? The one that wrote half of the New Testament. And did so many great miracles. That's right. But that wasn't on his own accord, right? It was because of the power of God at work in him, and he was just lining up for it. For God's grace, what he's freely provided for us to work in our lives, it takes a positive response on our part, right? Yep. But there's more to it. You see, we are all of us, every one of us, are in a battle. And the problem is we always look for physical and natural reasons why things happen. But the real truth is, the biblical truth is that we are in a spiritual battle. Uh, DJ, Ephesians chapter 6, starting with verse about 10, gives a good explanation of this, what we're talking about. I think it's 10 all the way through 17. Yeah, you want to read that? It says, A final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. There you go. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then, after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the whole body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Amen. Boy, that, that, that spells it out right there for us. Yeah. You know, Satan or the devil or the enemy, the destroyer, whatever you want to call him, whatever the Bible calls him, all those things. I mean, he came to kill, steal, and destroy. Uh, he's doing everything he can to ruin our lives. But when we are looking at things always in a natural realm, wondering, why is all this bad stuff happening? You ever hear the statement, why do 
bad things happen to good people. You know, nice guys finish last. Yeah, <laughs> all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, people are always thinking in the natural realm. Well, that's where we live in this natural realm. But we were just told in Ephesians that there's a spiritual battle going on. That's right. When we see things go so differently or wrong than with different results than what we want, we often fall into despair, get into worry, get into fear, anger, depression. Yeah. Half the world is on some sort of antidepressant medicine. Or has some sort of mental illness. Why? Because I know this is hard to hear, but that's where most people's hope and faith is rather than in God. Now, I'm sorry, that's a strong statement, but it's true. I mean, the truth is we're looking to natural physical things, not realizing that there's a spiritual battle even going on. Correct. But if you're smart, you'll see through the devil's smoke screen and you'll cooperate with God and seek him with your whole heart. There you go. You'll put on the full body of God as we just read in the Full Bible. Armor, yeah. And then good things will start to happen for you. That's how blessings happen. That's right. But when you don't seek God, you're operating in the natural realm, and bad things can happen because Satan, the devil's going about like a mighty lion, seeking whom he may devour, like it says in 1 Peter 5, 8. Yep, it says exactly that. It takes our consent and our cooperation for the devil really to do anything bad to your life. And see, we don't even realize we're cooperating with the devil when we're always in the physical realm, thinking that way, when we're not standing on the word of God, when we're not putting on the full armor of God. Mm -hmm. Not many people realize this, but that's the truth. We are agreeing with the devil when we don't even notice. He's tricked us. He's fooled us. And notice what the scripture says. The devil goes about seeking whom he may devour, whom he may destroy. That implies there are people he may not destroy. Yeah, but what if you stand on what God says in James 4, 7, and 8? Okay, read that. It says, so humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come close to God and God comes close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. There it is, that last statement. Read that again. uh, Your loyalty is divided. Yeah, your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Natural things. Yep, exactly. You see, there are spiritual dynamics taking place in your everyday life that you must learn to follow. You must learn to resist the devil. And one of the ways you can resist the devil is by fighting unbelief. There's no unbelief in God. There's no confusion in God. Well, you can fight the unbelief, the discouragement, and all the negative thinking of the world. So God's good and perfect will will manifest in your life. Yeah, this world, the Bible says the, the world's in the sway of the devil. Look how negative the world is. Yeah. That's very. not God at all. God is a good God, and he has a perfect plan for every one of us. Believe it. He hasn't made a single person for failure or defeat. Think higher. God thinks differently about you than you do. You need to stop piling condemnation on yourself. The Bible says, therefore, there was no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Why? Because of God's grace and his mercy. And even though he has a perfect plan for everyone, 
The sad truth is only some will find it. Some will see it in their lives. Some, only some will come to understanding of the truths that we're teaching you here today. This is so important that you understand this. It's not because, like we talked about last night, uh, predestination. Last it, week. Yeah, last week. God didn't predestine some of us to fail. He didn't choose only a few people. No, that's not true. That's not biblical. God loves everyone. The Bible says he's no respecter of persons. Grace is the same towards everybody. The love and grace of God is the same, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done. But not everybody, and here's the point, labors abundantly as Paul did mm. to see God's purpose and plan manifest in their life. God has a perfect will for you and me and everybody, and he extends his love and grace. But there has to be effort on our part. Yes, you're right. We have to make some decisions. We need to do whatever it takes to follow God by balancing his grace with our faith. Yeah, see, God by grace has given every one of you, and me and DJ, unique and different talents and abilities. And these talents and their abilities are completely independent of anything that we deserve. We get them just because that's who he is. He's a good God. He's love. The Bible says he doesn't just love us. He is love. He is love, yeah. And if he's love, then his understanding, his grace is an amazing thing. And like DJ said, there needs to be a response of faith on our part. We must merge these two things together in the proper mixture to be able to see the power of God operate in our life and then blessings manifest. It's better to live a blessed life than to need from to go from miracle to miracle to miracle. Right. Because then you're going from tragedy to tragedy to tragedy. God's a good God. But if you live your life ahead of God, and what I mean by that is you make your own decisions and you make your own roads and do your own thing, and then sometimes you'll do, get it right and sometimes you won't, and then you'll uh, try to ask God or pray or beg God real hard, trying to convince God to help you, force God to move for you, give you a miracle, bail you out in some way or another, that won't work very well. It's never worked very well for me when I used to do that. I don't do that anymore. I stand on the word of God. And there's, I have a long ways to go. We have a lot to learn. But just stand on the word of God. And I, I, I challenge you. I mean, you may get his mercy once in a while, trying it by begging him. But if you want to see real change in your life, if you want to live a blessed life, which is possible, you need to learn what God has already done by grace, what he's already been, has been provided to you. Yeah, that's important. That's his will for everyone. Then there needs to be an appropriate response on your part, which is true Bible faith. DJ, you want to read, and he talks about this a little bit in Hebrews uh, chapter 11, around verse 6. It says, And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. I love that last line. Rewards those who sincerely seek him? God is moved and it makes him happy. You can't make God happy unless you're operating in faith. Right. And he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. 
Yep. Rewarder of what? Everything. Blessings. Yeah. Health. Prosperity. Everything. It's the peace that surpasses all understanding, the Bible says. You know, faith is simply our response to God, to what God has already done. I know I keep saying that, but it's important. God's already provided it by grace. It's important to understand that our faith is not something you do to get God to respond to you. I think that's a major misconception in the body of Christ today, in the Christians and in the Christian church. Grace is simply your positive response to what your knowledge of what God has already done by grace through Jesus Christ. That's amazing. You see, God provided everything before we ever had a problem. Yep. He moved through Jesus. Think about it. Every person that will ever be healed, their healing was provided 2,000 years ago. Amen. Through Jesus. Every person that will be saved was already saved 2,000 years ago through Jesus. Absolutely. And every person that will be blessed with joy or peace or any other gift of the Holy Spirit, that was also provided 2,000 years ago through Jesus. When Jesus stretched out his hands on that cross and said, it is finished, he meant it was finished. Yeah. He conquered the devil. He provided everything we need. And when we understand that you no longer need God to move for you, you don't need him to come and touch you or heal you. You don't. You have to realize God's already provided that stuff on the cross. Yep. To say that God, you're waiting for God to come and heal you is saying that what Jesus took by, with his stripes, you're already healed. It, it makes that void. And it'll bring you to such great peace in your life. It'll eliminate that religious frustration that is so common in Christians today, trying so hard to stand in faith. No. The truth is, trying to twist God's arm or force him to do anything through your great faith and your constant prayer, that's not biblical. I'm sorry, it's religious. It probably won't work. It's popular. No. How's it working for you? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't mean to be uh, rude or arrogant, but how's it really working for you? Your faith is very pleasing to God. Don't get me wrong. But he has already moved by grace. Our faith only appropriates, puts into action what God has already provided, what he's already done. Still, many people today are trying to get God to do something. They're struggling to receive through faith, saying, I'm trying to believe God that he'll do this for me. And we all get behind him and say, I'll pray with you, brother. I'll pray with you, sister. Yep. And that's good in itself. But once you understand the balance between grace and what real Bible faith is, that'll take this struggle that we're talking about out of the equation. And then you'll start to receive from God. You see, I mean, if you think about it, how can you doubt that God will do what he has already done? <laughs> right. You won't have no more doubt, no, will you? Grace is not something that is going to happen. It's something that has already been done. Well, well said, DJ. That's good. That is really good. Thank you. I wish I'd have came up with that one myself. 
Jesus already died for the sins of the entire world. He already died for the forgiveness of all of our sins, all our healing of our bodies, the deliverance from all the bondages, all the works of the devil. He's already provided the answer to all that stuff. Right. It's already done. Remember, 1 Peter 2.24 says, By whose stripes you were healed. Past tense. Not mm. can be by your constant prayer and your constant begging faith. No. By his stripes you were healed. Right. When you get the understanding of that correct, you will no longer have doubt. And you'll no longer struggle to get your healing. Because you'll realize it's already been done. I just got to reach out and take it. Yep. I got to stand on God's word. Yep. And all that struggle and strife and, 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 and religious faith that we call it on our part will be absolutely eliminated. Simply put, we have to stop being religious and start trusting and God in his word. We can do this by understanding that it's just a matter of us knowing and resting in what he's already done. Yeah, know the scripture, know what it says. Yep. I don't care how popular a thought process is. In order for something to be scriptural, what do you got to have for it? Scriptures. Scriptures. And we've given you plenty. It's just a matter of us reaching out through our faith and receiving what God's already done. When you find out that by his by the stripes of Jesus you're already healed, then it's easy to say, if I'm already healed in the spiritual realm, if Jesus has already done the work, and I already have this power, like Jesus said in Ephesians, this power at work and an ability live and inside of me, then I can quit trying to get healed and start trusting what the scriptures say. Yep. And I'll get healed. Yep. It's that simple. You see, there's a, two, a huge difference between, between those two concepts, between the two ways of thinking. True Bible faith is not our own action faith. It's not. And that's what separates people who get blessings and people who don't. If you are saying, I'm healed, and then later on you think, boy, I don't know when, I, when I'm ever going to get any better, as we so often do. Done it myself. What we need to do is realize that's the attack of the devil. We need to catch ourselves. We need to stand in God's word and say, no. In no. the name of Jesus, according to his word, I am healed. Yeah. I am delivered. Yeah. You see, the reason we deal with all those thoughts is because we've been taught that God will respond to our faith yeah. and heal us. Yeah. But the biblical truth is that God healed you before you ever became sick, <laughs> before you Praise were ever God. even born, before you ever even had a problem, God provided the healing. How, how amazing is God? It's amazing. It makes you fall in love with him, doesn't it? Yep. And what is even greater than that? According to Ephesians chapter 1, you want to read that, DJ? Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19 and 20. It says, Ephesians 1, 19, 20? Yeah. 
Oh, it says, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness Wait of God's right power. You said, uh, you said, I pray that you will understand this. Mm-hmm. That's important. Underst- like we're talking about, understand this. Okay? Understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. Okay, that power's for who? Us who believe For him. us. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead wow. and seated him in the heavenly place of honor. Oh, seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand wow. in the heavenly realms. It says it's the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And he says it dwells in us already. Yep. As a believer. Yep. As a believer, we have raised from the dead power at our disposal. <laughs> and Jesus gave us the authority to use it. He says to speak to your mountain. And it will happen for you. It'll be moved. Wow. How can you ever again doubt if you get an understanding that God has already done it? If you're struggling and say, well, I'm trying to believe, but I just don't know if I'll ever get healed, then you're not understanding your part of what faith is, and you certainly don't understand God's grace. Because you haven't understood that your faith only appropriates what God has provided by grace. Exactly. Really, what you're doing is you're under that religious wrong thinking, I'll say, that God's going to respond to you when you do everything correctly, mm-hmm. when you clean up the sin in your life, when you pray more, when you read the Bible more. All those things are good, but that's not... It's not by works of righteousness that you have done, but according to his mercy and his grace. Exactly. That he saves us. And if that's the same way we get saved, it's the way we receive blessing. It's the way we receive everything from God. If you're still thinking that God's going to respond to your religious faith, I don't mean to be critical, but how's that working for you? Hmm. How's it working for you? Yeah. We need to understand that our faith is merely a positive response, as you've said many times, to what God has already provided through grace. And if you get that straight in your mind, you'll never be religiously confused or frustrated or... On that religious roller coaster around up and down. Yep. You'll never have that again, and you'll begin to see the blessings flow in your life. Because God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And you're seeking him like you should. I think that's a good place to stop for today. Yeah, that's good. Um, Well, what are we doing in our next, our second half of this Second half of this episode? It is my birthday this week on Friday. DJ's going to be 21. I'm going to be 21. So we're having a special taste test that I've been wanting to do for a while. And it's not alcohol. (laughs) It's pizza. Pizza. We're going to get pizza from all the fast food chains and see if we can tell first off what they are and see which one's the best. Okay, we're back with the pizzas. Pizza challenge. Joelle is here. Hello. Emma's here. Hello. We got Alyssa, Emma's friend. She's another assistant to help us. Hello. We got Josh over in the corner. He's watching. And we got Connor. He's watching over there, too. And Josh is already eating the pizza. Yeah, he's he's tantalizing us (laughs) with the pizza he's eating. Now, let's tell our audience, DJ, 
why we're doing this. We wanted to find out what the best tasting pizza was. And we're as gonna, we said before, it's my birthday this week. So this is something I've been wanting to do We're going to do, do this blindfolded so we don't have any, you know, I recognize the pizza discrepancies. Well, because we have Papa John's. Okay. Domino's. Domino's. Little Caesars. Little Caesar. Gas station pizza. Yeah. Cheap ga gas station pizza. We got it could be any gas. gas station. It could be your local gas station. Yep. Okay. And we got DiGiorno's. Because DiGiorno's, yeah. I can't say the word, they claim to be delivery. Yep. As they say, uh, not delivery, DiGiorno's. Exactly. They claim to be as good. So, and we wanted Pizza Hut. Yeah, but we couldn't find Pizza Hut anywhere. We checked all the local Pizza Huts. And we don't know if they're cut, shut down because of coronavirus and all or closed. because they're just out of business. So somebody let us know if Pizza Hut's going out of business. All right, we're going to put our blindfolds on and get this thing going. Okay. Emma and Alyssa guide them to their plate. Are you going to just put my hand right in the yeah. pizza? <laughs> there's my drink. All right, this is pizza number one. Pizza number one. Does it have crust? Yeah, this, mine has a little crust. Yeah, mine has some crust. I made it. sure all, right. all of them I got to get my mic. I get back <laughs> off from the mic so I don't eat my mic. This is so disorienting. Mm. What are you thinking, Dad? It's a little salty. Mm -hmm. Salty. I know. I know exactly what pizza that is. But you know something? Actually, I don't. It's good because I'm really hungry. <laughs> can you have more than one bite? Mm -hmm. You can eat the whole thing if you want. All right, DJ, are you going to guess? Well, not quite yet. Okay. We have to guess right away? Mm-hmm. And rate it. I think that this pizza... Actually, Joel, can you give us a three, two, one so we can do it at the same time? Okay. Wait a minute. For 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 what you think Let's it is. rate it first, though. Okay, rating. Yeah. Are you guys ready? <clears throat> What are you rating it, Dad? What on a scale of what? One to ten, like everything. Else I'm gonna world. get. I'm gonna give it. It's soft and chewy. Yeah, I like the texture. The cheese is a very uh, soft. Mm -hmm. I would score it higher, but it's a little salty. I so think what's your score. So I'm gonna score it a six. All right. I'm gonna give it a five. Five. Because okay. I like starting right in the middle. Yeah. Okay. One, two, three. Little Caesars. Dad, you're supposed to. <laughs> oh, I am. Well, that's what I was going to say too. Yeah. Oh, no, God. You're God. Because little, I can tell Little Caesar saltiness. That's okay. what I think. Little Caesar. Yeah, I think it's Little Caesars. I do too. High five. But I give it a six. High five, Dad. Okay. High five. High five. Alyssa and Emma, will you please take their plates away? Yeah. All right. Now guide them to their plates. This is pizza two. Pizza, pizza number two. Pizza number two. <laughs> pizza number two. I can already tell this feels different. Which I'd expect because it's a different pizza. Did you eat it yet? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Very recognizable. Well, I know what this is. I do too. All right. So on the count of three. No, we got to rate it first. Oh, okay. I actually like it better than the last one. I do too. I really do. I do too. Except there's something about, you know what it is, don't you? Yeah, I know what it is. It's DiGiorno's. It's DiGiorno's. Yeah. And you know what? There's something about their sauce that I just don't quite like. It's, so are you going to give it higher then? Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a seven. I'm going to give it a seven because it doesn't have that saltiness. I think I'm going to stay at a five because I like it about the same as the last one. Mm. All right. Take their plates, girls. All right, girls. Go ahead and take their plates. This is really starting to hurt my eyes. I think they're going to prank us with something. All yeah, right. they're going to put like... This is pizza number three. Pizza number three. 
Okay, thank you. Yep, go ahead. Guide it. I can't find it. You eat it? Mm-hmm. I know what this is, too. I think you guys eat too much pizza. You know what this is, Dad? This is our local gas station pizza. <laughs> yes, it is. It's gas station pizza. That's what I think. And it's awful. <laughs> I well, was thinking the same thing. You know you're supposed to guess on the on the three count? Well, one, two, three. Gas yeah, station. Gas station. <laughs> well, you know why? It's just bland. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's your rating? Boring cheese, boring. I can't even taste sauce. I'm going to give it a one. One? Yeah. Wow. It's better than that. What are you giving it? Well, I'm going to give it a four. I think that's uh, there's about a lot. There's a lot worse. You know, give our local I think gas station a, some credit, DJ. I mean, this is pizza number four. Pizza number four. Wait, I didn't get a drink. Okay, well, get a drink. Thanks. DJ, Don is really a lot better at guiding himself. He could totally be blind right now. You know something? I'm getting used to it. Yeah. You're a lot better than DJ is. Okay. Am I eating pizza? What? No, hold on. Look at that. I found my coaster. Yeah. I did too. You're really good at this. I'm not banging around. No. All right. Go ahead and eat pizza number four. This is pizza number four. DJ, you would not be a very good blind person. (laughs) Now, this is where things get interesting. Well, to me, it's the best one yet. Yep, me too. Don't say what it is until the three count. I'm going to have another bite. Oh, I almost stuck it inside my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> what do we get if we win with the guessing? Nothing. More pizza. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, no, it's, you're going to come over to our bonfire tonight. It right. definitely has the best sauce. Mm-hmm. And it's saucier than the other one. I need to take a bite of the crust. What's going on? You guys are hysterical. Okay. Your live audience is just rolling. I think I I know what this is. All right. On the count of three. Ready? Mm -hmm. One, two, three. Papa Papa John's. John's. Hey, TJ. High five. Up, up. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was Papa John's. Although, it's hard because... I've only had Papa John's pizza three or four times in my entire life because we don't have one around here. We don't have a local Papa John's. I'm still chewing the crust. We had to drive. How far did we go? 50 miles? An hour and 15 minutes? You guys didn't rate those. Oh. Uh, it's my, it was my favorite yet. Yeah. What was my highest one so far, Joelle? Um, you gave number two a seven. Well, that's definitely higher, so I'm going to give that. I'm going to give Papa John's a eight. I'm going to give it a nine because I really liked it, but I think there could be a better pizza. Well, nine is pretty pushing. I mean, well, there is a 10. Well, okay. Do we have another one already? On your mark. Well, on your mark. (laughs) (laughs) This is is a skinny piece. Oh, this is skinny. What's wrong with this pizza? Well, wait a minute. There's only one left. Yeah. And we've guessed the same exact thing for everyone. How do you guys know that you're right, though? We don't. I do. (laughs) <laughs> hmm. This one has a weird tasting sauce. I like it. You do? Mm-hmm. You're weird anyway. <laughs> Why is this one so much smaller? The slices are smaller. It's real thin. Yeah. 
It's like eating a pencil. <laughs> that is definitely Domino's. Yep. I think we got them all right, Dad. Domino's has a little bit more of an Italian flavor to the sauce. Mm-hmm. It's got spicier f- Italian flavor. I think it has parsley in it. Yeah, it does. It I, has parsley in it. Something like either parsley, sage, oregano, or rosemary, or thyme. Thyme? That's <laughs> that's your mic. Not oregano, your mouth. maybe oregano. <laughs> that's that's your mic. Hello, microphone. <laughs> All right. Um, so that is that is. Um, what are you guys gonna rank? Dominoes, and I'm gonna give that one a. Um, I'm gonna give it a nine too. I like it just as much. I don't. It's definitely down one. Maybe down two. Let me give that one a six. six. I'm not a big fan of the sauce. That was all the Domino's. pizzas, right? That was all the pizzas. So can I take off my blindfold yes, now? Yes, you can. I think we did good. I think we got them all right. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, tell us how we scored. All right, so number one was Little Caesars. Got that one right. Number two was DiGiorno. Got that one right. Number three was your gas station. Got that one right. Number four was Papa John's. Got that one right. Number five was my homemade pizza. No. <laughs> no, <laughs> listen. Ladies and gentlemen, if if, if Joelle would have made her homemade pizza, that would have been a 10. Why, thank you. So which one was our but highest But that wouldn't score? have been fair because most of our listening audience has no idea what Joelle's homemade pizza is. Which one was the highest score? Because it's a secret. Um, the highest score you gave both Papa John's and Domino's. And but then the overall, it was Papa John's Papa because Dad John's. liked that better. Yeah. Yeah, Don gave that an 8. Well... I wished we could have had better pizza. ingredients, better pizza, better pizza. Yeah, Papa John's. I think Papa John's is a clear winner. I wish we would have. I wish Pizza I Hut. I thought Domino's was just about as good. I wasn't even close. The Domino's sauce is. Josh liked Papa John's. Yeah, Papa John's. Joel, which one or Emma? Did, which one did you like? No, I wish Papa John's would open up in town. Emma liked Little Caesars the best. See, the thing is, uh, Domino's was the most expensive. Yeah, Domino's was real expensive, comparatively. Yeah. Comparatively. yeah. Um, the cheapest was the gas station, obviously. But besides that was Little Caesars. Little Caesars is only like $6. Yeah, $6 with tax. For a large pizza. Yeah. Everything else was double the price of that. But Papa John's was the perfect middle ground for a pizza. I think the Papa John's large cost the same as the Domino's medium. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And it, it definitely has better flavor. So I guess we learned that if we're going to order pizza, we're going to order Papa John's. Well, I, I'm a little disappointed that pizza, I don't know if Pizza Hut's closing, going out of business, but we checked with four different Pizza Huts and they were all closed. So I wanted to try Pizza Hut. But we have a fact checker in the corner. He's looking it up. The only thing is, see, when I when I order Pizza Hut pizza, it's always... The pan pizza. Or yeah. stuffed crust. Oh, stuffed crust. And I I really wanted to try their regular traditional crust with these other traditional crust pizzas. But for now, Papa John's is a clear winner. Okay, well, thank you, Joelle. You're welcome. For helping us with this pizza tasting test. And next time, we are going to do... Reborn reports reimagined hot dog toppings. Stay tuned. We won't do that blindfolded. No, we're gonna. Oh, that'd be fun. We're gonna come up with some interesting toppings. I don't think we're gonna do this blindfold thing again. Yeah, well, it depends. But we we have some real interesting toppings. Yeah, for for hot dogs. All right, thanks. Some will work and some won't. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for watching. Uh, If you want you. 
and you like the video, make sure you subscribe. We really appreciate where, all the comments where and can feedback you see, we get. Where can you see us at? Well, if you're watching us on YouTube, thanks for that. If you want to listen to the podcast, you can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, all sorts of different podcast hosting services. You can check out wherever we are on our Anchor account. It's anchor.fm slash Report. I highly recommend watching it, though. Yeah, especially this one because... The podcast or the stupid stuff? All of it. All of it. Because even when you listen to the podcast, it's it's 10 times better, like, seeing you guys interact. <laughs> yeah, so make sure you check out the YouTube video and subscribe so you get your our videos right into your inbox. And hey, click the notification bell so whenever we post a video, you'll get the notification. And everybody send, send DJ a happy 21st birthday wish. Yeah, happy birthday, DJ. Thanks, guys. See you next time. See you guys.